Stay in the know with Radio 2000 Podcast. It's time for Dr. Sia and uh, her room is open and uh, she will see you just now. All right, we've got a very serious case on our hands and uh, a a learner, not a learner rather, but a listener that is uh, deeply uh, emotional about what happened to her on church. I'll get Dr. C on the line just now, but if you've just joined us, listen to this. I've been married to my husband for three years now and we've been attending the same church throughout. Recently, when our church opened following COVID-19 rules and regulations, I was raped by one of the band members in the toilets. I told my husband, and the church knows of this, I have opened a case. The issue is that I see that people, especially women in the church, are supporting this perpetrator. Although I don't go to the church anymore, how do I cope with people supporting my perpetrator? Hey, Dr. Sia. Good morning, Dombi. Good morning to the listeners. How are you? I would be a lot happier if I wasn't reading such a heartbreaking letter this morning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I see the letter and it's, it's quite heartbreaking and concerning. I mean, I see this a lot, unfortunately, in practice. The abuse, especially sexual abuse of women in church. Yeah. And, you know, Dr. Sia, I've been to quite a lot of churches and, uh, uh, you know, when you walk into a church, um, of course, you get the band, you get the music and it's a wonderful environment. And then, um, you know, there's a notice that tells you about the announcements at church, etc. But I've never gone to uh, a church where they actually mention should anything tragic or a rape or someone assaults you or someone harasses you in church where you should go no one speaks about mm. uh you know yeah. uh, 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 organizations or um you know departments within the church that help people that are sexually harassed assaulted within the church am i the only mm. one that's seeing this yeah no, no, you're definitely not the only one that is seeing this, Dombi. It's quite a common thing, unfortunately. And it's quite interesting you say this because I was saying exactly the same thing, that there should be a department or a yeah. group in church that is designated to assisting especially women who go through various forms of abuse in church because it is happening, unfortunately. Yeah. Now, our listener is going through this. There is a lot of shame um, that she now has to deal with, and uh, she now still has to go through with this court, uh, with this case that she's opened. How does she deal with all these emotions, Dr. Sia? Yeah, I think the first thing I need to say to Anonymous is that it's good that she was courageous enough to actually break the silence because we know the statistics, we know what research says about women speaking out about this kind of abuse. It's worse when it happens at church. And I think the first thing in terms of dealing with it and and dealing with the people who are supporting the perpetrator, number one, unfortunately, we cannot control other people's behavior, right? So we can't really do much about women who are supporting the perpetrator. What I would advise Anonymous to do is to focus on the people that are supporting her. She might have one or two or a few people close to her, family members, friends, partner, um, maybe a therapist that she's seeing about this. So I would encourage her to focus on that. 
the people that believe her, the people that are there for her, that understand and that are willing to support her all the way and try to avoid um, situations where she can interact with the people that are not supportive or that are criticizing her and bullying her and so on. I mean, we see this a lot on social media, unfortunately, where it's women um, who are saying all sorts of things um, to women who've experienced sexual trauma or sexual abuse. So I would say that in terms of um, dealing with people who are supporting the perpetrator, and then in terms of dealing with the emotions, emotions to look out for is, is guilt, it's shame. Sometimes for rape survivors, there's a lot of shame around that. Um, it's typical trauma symptoms like body pains, restlessness, sleepless nights, um, being emotional, um, changing appetite, um, sometimes anxiety and panic attacks and so on. Oh, Dr. Sia, it absolutely is heart, heartbreaking. Now, she mentions the fact that she's been married uh, to her husband for three years. As the husband, how does he support the wife emotionally? And also knowing that he was there in church when this happened. Surely he's also going through his own emotional uh, trauma as well. Mm. Yes, definitely. I've seen this a lot, especially partners of, of women who are survivors of sexual trauma. Um, they sometimes feel helpless and, and hopeless in this situation, feeling like I should have done yeah. something to protect my partner. And, and kind of blaming themselves somehow for the situation. I think the most important thing for, for the partner, the husband, to remember is that it's not his fault. Mm. Um, and it's definitely not his fault that this has happened. And for him also to give himself space to process his emotions by speaking to people that he trusts. If he can get therapy out definitely recommend that for him as well, individual therapy, and in the future, maybe join to couple sessions for both of them as a couple to be able to work through this. I would also encourage him to actually ask um, his partner how he can be there for her because we don't know. People's needs are different. So if you can just ask her, what can I do if there's anything I can do to be more present um, to be fully supportive. Yeah. Dr. Sia, we are going to open it open it up to the listener right now to have their say. Maybe they've been through something similar and they can also give some coping mechanisms for our anonymous. Radio 2000 Podcast.